This is The Lonely Voice with Peter Orner on Book Public from Texas Public Radio. I'm Yvette Benavides. On this episode, Peter Orner and I discuss The Woman with the Black Broken Umbrella by Yevgenia Belarusets. Yevgenia Belarusets is the Ukrainian author of the story collection Lucky Breaks. It was first published in 2018 and depicts the lives of ordinary anonymous women, a florist, a cosmetologist, sisters, friends, acquaintances, people who read horoscopes or play cards. They are all people trying to survive amid the ruins of a war, not the one we're watching played out now in 2022, but an earlier one in 2014. The stories in her collection help document the ways that life, all facets of it for the Ukrainians, are deeply penetrated by trauma. Belarusets writes in her preface to the book, quote, the insignificant and the small, the accidental, the superfluous, the repressed, all of these things attract my attention because they will never turn into the trophies that winners carry from the present into the future so that they might lay down their booty like bricks to construct the dominant historical narrative. In these stories, places of work that were once thriving close from one day to the next. Nothing is the same, can ever be the same. Many of the stories, like the one we discuss in a moment, are about the refugees from other parts of Ukraine struggling to survive in Kyiv in 2016. In The Woman with the Black Broken Umbrella, the protagonist obsessively abandons and then retrieves her broken umbrella. She not only obsesses over it, she talks to it, personifies it. Part of the confusion and the question for the narrator has to do with the obsessiveness of all the characters in these stories with small objects or quotidian concerns and daily routines, with life as they knew it, now upended. The women are in mental distress of varying degrees. We learn through the character in this story, talking to the umbrella, that she'd had to stay in the combat zone because of the umbrella or because of whatever the umbrella represents to the author, someone, perhaps, who needed her attention and caregiving. By extension, we can see that the umbrella represents yet other losses. It is at once indispensable but unreliable, easy to forget, impossible to be without, a part of everyday life, something we take for granted, something, a terrible weight, and a burden she wants to leave behind and can never fully surrender to the past that still haunts her every day in this new place where she must try to make a life. Belarusets today shares a war diary. There's been an entry each day since the aggressive invasion by Russia on Ukraine in February. It's been published in several languages, including notably in Chinese by a Beijing newspaper. Each day I read a new entry in the war diary that includes anecdotes about explosions and deaths and all the ways that people she encounters in Kyiv are trying to survive. Throughout the day I refresh her Facebook page to see if she might be sharing yet more stories in real time. When she wrote recently that she's finally been issued a flag jacket that she'd requested, I felt a strange sense of vicarious satisfaction but I also knew it meant she'd be using it to venture into even more inhospitable and dangerous places to document the stories of even more people. How can we understand what's happening today in Ukraine, in Donbass, in Kyiv, in the storefronts and kiosks, in the kitchens and basements, from reading Yevgenia Belarusat's book, The Stories in Lucky Breaks? It's easy to conflate the stories from 2018 
with the war diaries of March 2022. There's a timelessness to her stories that I find paradoxically moving, but also wretched because it means that all of her remarkable documentation of this time she's living through now will be yet more photographs and stories of people who will have endured such damnable and senseless losses. Here now, Peter Ordner and I discuss Yevgenia Belarusets, the woman with the black broken umbrella. These stories are, are in a rough context and they're written in the context of the previous wars that we Mm-hmm. Paid, paid very little attention to. You know, now we're reading this book, which is basically set in that context. And I, 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 I this book is very, very funny. Yeah. Very, very um, uh, beautifully done. And, you know, and, and, and so I don't want to give the impression that this is, you know, and this is impossible to talk about because we've got a, a writer who is currently this is somebody who divides her time between uh, Kiev and Berlin, but has been in Kiev for, I think, over a year now mm-hmm. uh, and is staying, I, I believe, because her parents are there. And now she's probably not able to get out if, even if she wanted to. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So but we're also reading a book from 2018, mm-hmm. the, the English translation. And. So it's yeah, it's there's a disc, there's a there's a discord between it, it's impossible not to read this book in the mm. present context. But right. I'm trying I was trying to imagine myself not having that and just encountering this kind of spectacular new writer that I hadn't known about. And sadly, the reason that I know about it is because you mentioned her to me and and because of what's going on in Ukraine right now. And now I'm reading it. Yes. And now I've started to read all kinds of other Ukrainian <laughs> and yeah. spending probably way too much time on that. But and it's all very I wouldn't say it's some I, I feel like like she stands out to me, like maybe because they're short stories. I don't know. But and I'm already see, I'm already I'm already seeing annoying. I mean, <laughs> this is a good writer for me to, to, to rant about. Because I'm even looking at an interview on National Public Radio, and the 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 the, the interviewer says the stories in Lucky Breaks are short, maybe three pages max, and they're character sketches more than anything, detailing women who are lost, confused, living in a not so clear version of reality. That's just, I mean, some of that is true, detailing women who are lost, confused, fine, but to call them scare character sketches more than anything is infuriating. They're not sketches. They're they're stories. <laughs> she's really good, and and yeah. I, I I uh she's just on a sentence level, and we're gonna get to that in a second. I I I, I can't help comparing her to one of my favorite books, and it's an old book. It's called A Thousand and One Afternoons in Chicago, by the uh, now pretty much forgotten, but but in his day was a huge name. His name was Ben Hecht. Um, oh. in, 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 in 1921, Hecht was writing a column for the Chicago Daily News where he basically would wander around Chicago on a daily basis and just write about things that he'd seen. And yet reading that book, I know much of the time they're not actually things that are, they're not transcripts of what he saw and experienced. They're inventions, they're stories based on 
the fact that he's wandering around the city. I felt something quite similar here that 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 these are and I think I would distinguish this perhaps from from the war diary pieces but maybe not even and I'm not saying that uh I guess what I'm saying is these are inventions as well as 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 uh uh, uh reportage and that's what I love about them they're they're a combination of 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 the real and the the imagined and I feel like that's what makes them stories for me Another writer that came to mind was the Israeli writer um, Yoel Hoffman, and and Hoffman writes about the Holocaust in ways that are so devastating because he never once mentions the word because the people in his novel, particularly the Book of Joseph, are are um, living their lives on a daily basis. They're not thinking that they're part of history, and and I. I get that same sense here. You know, this is this is this is daily life as imagined by a wonderful observer who's who's a storyteller and a creator. You know, yeah. and I'll, have, I'll I could I'll start reading this story which is uh the woman with the black broken umbrella. The woman with the black broken umbrella. March 2016, Kiev. I don't want to write about her. I have no wish to recall her. She forgot her umbrella at the bus stop. Believe me, there's no need to recall that incident. Then she was making her way to the bus stop in the pouring rain to retrieve it, if I remember correctly. And then when she finally took it into her hands, couldn't manage to open it. Apparently it was her last umbrella. Can anything be more affecting than events of this sort? Lacking an umbrella, striving to possess it, a fluttering hand extending in its direction, perhaps only the need to think and speak of such insignificant, trivial things. A man's umbrella, medium-sized, semi-automatic, a black ink blot. The bus stop, a transparent cage. That's great. <laughs> the bus stop, <laughs> a transparent cage is wonderful. So again, this is, I mean, to me, this is something she kind of says in the preface, one of the prefaces there's multiple in this book which i think <laughs> is hilarious but you know that this is um you know this is an alternate history right this is not you know the date of the battle this is not you know the day that the president uh said this or that this is um this is the daily history the real history of mm -hmm. a place of any place happens to be in this place a place we're talking a lot about now that we haven't really thought about lately. At least I hadn't. Well, the translator Eugene Ostashevsky writes in his notes at the end of the book about this idea of how this is documenting a certain kind of history. And he talks about how he says the stories dispel the trope of authorial omniscience and yet there's still something very specific that frames the stories. And it happens to be this perspective, this perspective of, of this narrator who happens to be like an ethnographer recording these character scenes. And he writes about how she's not necessarily objective and doesn't merely record 
the right, just the distilled facts. And he says, the na- this narrator can talk back. The narrator editorializes, as we know from the story, shows confusion and pers- even pursues the subject as we see. So it's like, it's this, this person um, recording what she hears and what's happening with this woman and the umbrella and is so confounded by it. And it's not enough just to document what happens. She's so confounded by it that then she follows her, continues to follow her, which, you know, which sort of breaks the rule a little bit. Right. And, and, you know, she's not the first and she won't be the last. The <laughs> idea of dispelling the trope of the ethereal omniscience, that, 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 that ship left a long time ago. <laughs> uh, but, but I do think that the, the translator, who is wonderful, by the way, just truly a great um, just writer in English, which I think is the true test of a, of a translator. So more uh, kudos to Eugene Odashevsky. Um, but, I, but I think that what, what makes this weirdly unique also i mean i think he's on to something i'm not exactly sure what but that that it's sort of the, the the radical compression combined with sort of the you know occasional um intrusions or whatever you want to call it from from the person who is observing this you know it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a wonderful um you know it's a conceit like any other when you're telling stories right the first thing she says is i don't want to write about her while we're in the story I didn't yeah. want to talk about her. I will never manage to shed light on that clinging bewilderment. It's this um, this rejection of this uh, this woman and this very odd thing that she's doing. I don't want to write about her. I don't want to talk about her. And and then continues talking about her. It can't help it. And we see how this is. This is a story where there is such verisimilitude. You, we can understand that this could very well be based on something real that actually happened. And even if it didn't, it doesn't matter. It's just so realistically drawn that we get it, that the women that uh, Yevgenia Belarusets writes about are these ordinary women, some of them sort of refugees from other places in Ukraine to Kyiv and displaced, out of place, you know, a little bit unmoored, trying to survive. And in the case of this particular woman with the black broken umbrella, um, doing something unusual. I mean, her distress is at this point where maybe we're wondering about her stability, her mental stability, where um, <laughs> we definitely you know, are. I mean, yeah. it gets crazy. I mean, this is, I, I can't help but think that to read this story like solemnly is really a function of when we're reading it because yeah. this story is a comedy. This is a, this is comic. This is a crazy moment that's that to me you know is based on imagine i'm imagining and i like to imagine like where somebody got the story idea from it's not fair exactly but i think she observed somebody you know 
do this, leave an umbrella in the bus stop and then go back and get it and then try and open it and it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And then and then proceeds to give a very long and crazy speech to this umbrella. <laughs> so, and that is overheard supposedly by the narrator. It's not real anymore to me. And that's what makes it truly delightful it's also what makes the story and not with all respect to the npr reporter what do you call it scared a character sketch a character this is a full-on something happens story which is that somebody speaks to their umbrella and says basically calls the umbrella a bastard and also an abortion in the translation Mm -hmm. um, which is quite an insult to the umbrella but he's the the woman is talking to an umbrella you know and just Right before that, we learned too about this uh, kiosk woman who's in the mix. And so we know the umbrella, the umbrella will not open. It is abandoned out of wrath on the bus stop bench as the abandoner rushes to the closest cafe for a breather. Although it's not really a cafe, but an unprepossessing kiosk on the Boulevard of International Friendship. Here they offer bad coffee for eight rivnia and for six a glass of tea. Our eyes meet each other. She commences her eternal lament. She sings her sorrows to the kiosk woman. The kiosk woman looks at her with envy, for she is a free woman whom the rapacious and venal kiosk owner doesn't hold between her claws. And then there's this The kiosk woman says, these blocks of butter here have almost melted. I would have liked to butter myself. I would have smeared the butter all over me. I wouldn't have spared even my hair because in this kiosk, your skin turns to tin. I both live and sleep here. I'm cooped up here the whole week. Only sometimes for a half hour, I dash off to the house next door to brush my teeth, wash my face. Otherwise, I'm here. There's no going outside like a bunny in a terrarium. Then both women are anxious. Neither knows what to do with herself. As for me, it is by chance that I happen to be near them. And we succeed in holding a conversation for some pitiful 15 minutes. And you just get this this fuller picture of what is happening to not just the woman with the umbrella, but really more widely and more generally in this space of how much people are having to endure you know it's a it's a comic but also you know kind of wrenching moment between strangers on a street and in a cafe and by the bus stop and i i get a sense of 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 the this speaker this voice this narrator as 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 somebody who wanders the streets and picks up stories again and then embellishes and then tells stories off of those moments that she sees and I, you know, I can't help but read this heartbreak, you know, you have a heartbreaking read of it. But at this point, these are people who, who are just living their lives. And this is, you know, I mean, there's the shadow of war throughout this entire book, because of what had happened earlier mm-hmm. in 2014, when uh, Russia invaded the parts of Eastern Korean and annexed Crimea. Mm-hmm. But I think even in Kiev, nobody, even though it's mentioned a few times, imagined, you know, what we're seeing today. 
So, you know, it's a, it's a tricky thing that we're trying to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's a, there's an ominousness of it, but also the same kind of ominousness that I read in, in Kafka, who was writing prior to the Holocaust and World War II, but he's writing quite comic stories. And I feel like this is a writer with that kind of sensibility. I think that a lot of the stories in this whole collection, not just in this one, but I think the stories are really about how, how trauma penetrates, how trauma is something so profound and unknowable and indecipherable. And some people don't even have the lexicon to say PTSD or trauma or anything else and just live their lives doing what they do. And I feel like if this is a character who's displaced, who's maybe come from a place that was ravaged by war in 2014 and ends up escaping to Kiev and is here in 2016, that there, you know, that there's every reason for her to be talking to the umbrella, that there's every reason for her to take just this everyday object that, you know, it's one of those things that (laughs) the umbrella, right? I'm always, I've been thinking a lot about umbrellas. It's like you need it in a pinch. You're always tripping over it when you don't need it. (laughs) Right. right, 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 And um, you take it for granted. You know, there's so, so much we can, riff off of with the umbrella but i maybe would you read that section about the umbrella yeah and i and i just want to affirm what you're saying this woman moved to kiev from a region where the war raged but here against any common sense she continued her wartime habits her wartime tricks of desperate relations with objects things the streets so informing this much of this book is people who have either fled a wartime area or are are currently living in it. I will um, uh, I'll read the, uh, the speech. I hear what she says to her umbrella. You black scab, why did I buy you? You always go about dirty, sick, infected. You can never be by yourself. You're all gnawed up by illnesses and infections. You're a scab. I'm going to get rid of you. Believe you me. I won't act like I'm sorry for you anymore. I carried you into the park yesterday. I left you on a bench by the trash bins, but you laid out your terms, you bastard, you abortion. You waited me out. But today, I'll carry you into such wilderness that lying around will get you nowhere. You'll be lying around for nothing, you thankless wretch. When I asked you to be like everyone else, to do what you're told, you just had to have it your way, you wretch, you. When I was cleaning, washing everything around me, which means you also, it was like zero fudge. You just went on being yourself. That's what you care about, to be yourself. But I can't do this anymore. I'm at the end of my rope. I forget. Got the last time I was myself. I'm exhausted. I'm sick and tired of tending to you everywhere. Sick and tired of coming to your rescue. So you just stay where you are, friend. I'm going off to Labitska Station. Believe me, it'll be easier that way for you and for me. She disappeared behind one of the buildings. I did not follow her any longer. That's a story. 
it, it certainly could have happened. But whether it did or it didn't, it's a story. This monologue that this very, and I agree with you, traumatized soul who is observed on the street says to the umbrella. Evgenia Belarusets is the author of The Woman with the Black Broken Umbrella. It can be found in the collection Lucky Breaks, first published in 2018 and recently published in 2022 by New Directions. It's translated by Eugene Ostashevsky. Peter Orner is the author of two novels and three-story collections, including Maggie Brown and others. His collection of essays is titled Am I Alone Here? Notes on Living to Read and Reading to Live. A new collection, Still No Word from You, will be published in October of 2022. Peter Orner is the Director of Creative Writing at Dartmouth College. This has been The Lonely Voice with Peter Orner on Book Public from Texas Public Radio. Jacob Rizzotti composed our theme music. Dan Katz is Texas Public Radio's news director. We had help this week from David Martin Davies. I'm Yvette Benavides. <laughs>